When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. We're going to jump right in here, recapping what was a delayed National Signing Day celebration by the SMU coaching staff on Wednesday. Got to hear from Rhett Lashley, Casey Woods, Scott Simons, every assistant coach, including new linebackers coach and run game coordinator, Maurice Crum. So a good day on the hilltop, running down what is over 30 additions to the SMU program, um, many of which are already on campus from the transfer ranks, some high school players who are already enrolled, and then we'll get to see the rest of them arrive in the summer in time for workouts with Sean Griswold and his strength staff. A couple key takeaways for me. I think you look at Keldrick Luster um, finally getting to hear the coaching staff talk about him and how they went through the process to find him and bring him on board. And Johnny Brewer spoke a lot about it um, when when talking about kind of his demeanor and his ability to uh, go into different programs and lead and learn the offense and be productive in two different and very different, I'll add, styles of offense when he was in uh, the Frisco area playing his junior season and then goes to McKinney for one year and plays in a very pro-style attack. Um, a lot of under center, a lot of uh, power eye type of stuff. Uh, they got him into the gun a little bit more as the year unfolded, but he was still productive. And one thing that really stuck out to me is when they're evaluating Keldrick Luster and and how he would fit, you know, they took away that size element. Now, he's about 5'10", 5'11", um, but he's built kind of like a running back. And Johnny Brewer was talking about how that will change the offense a little bit when they do get him on campus this summer. Uh, and then, you know, start developing him for his college career, the amount of attention he'll probably need to take from a defense in terms of being able to run the football is something that stuck out to me. And I saw Keldrick Luster play this fall, and he can take off and run, um, but a lot of those were were kind of scramble opportunities for him uh, to extend plays and take off down the field. He's a big guy. He's got big, thick legs. Um, like I said, kind of built like a running back, but I thought it was interesting just in terms of how they go about recruiting quarterbacks each cycle and how different the ones that they have on the offense now are. You know, Rhett Lashley recruited Preston Stone, a highly touted passer who's got the ability to run. You've got Kevin Henry Jennings on the roster, somebody that, again, kind of has that ability to run, but certainly um, kind of has that live arm, that that very, um, you know, just just the ball just jumps off his hand at, at such a um, high level, at least, you know, watching him, he he can kind of be viewed as a passer who can run as well. Then you get to Keldrick Luster. He can run the football um, and certainly does have the arm uh, to play at the high level. They did touch on Alex Padilla, the Iowa transfer quarterback that they brought in and kind of uh, what he's going to bring as far as a veteran, you know, voice in the room. Rhett Lashley talked about it, you know, saying, hey, uh, at Miami, quarterbacks got hurt. This past year at SMU, quarterbacks got hurt. They wanted a little bit more insurance on that front um, so that they didn't have to get 
you know, quite frankly, to, to Keldrick Luster um, while he was trying to redshirt this upcoming season. So um, a very good fit there. Uh, and Alex Padilla, you know, who's somebody who's going to be uh, kind of like Keldrick Luster in for a little bit of a change from his prior scheme uh, running that Iowa archaic offense. Um, you look at the skill position player and the one that jumps out on the screen and they, they talked about the transfers and the high school prospects, but the one that jumps off at the screen and um, you know, Rhett Lashley talked about him during the presentation as well as uh, afterwards, I, I talked about him and, you know, to get Jamari and Carroll out of Wichita Falls area um, somebody who, you know, had some you know, big programs pushing for him late. He finishes as a four star and on three and they just felt like evaluating him you know, he sees the progression of SMU receivers going to the league and he sees, well, I could be the next one. And they think he's got that talent. Um, when Rhett Lasher was breaking down uh, his film, of course, they showed the one where Jamarian did a 360 spin in the air while jumping over a defender and, you know, called it one of the plays of the year in, in high school football. And, and no question about that with just the athleticism it took to do that. And then, of course, score. So um, Jamarian Carroll is somebody that jumps out uh, at me. Um, as far as somebody they're really high on. Um, but then you get to listen to Rob Likens talk about Keyshawn Smith. And a really cool backstory was that Rob Likens said, you know, when he got there, he felt like he was very hard on Keyshawn Smith. And one of the hurdles he thought they were going to have to overcome with him was, well, I was so hard on him. He might not want to come and play for me again. But Keyshawn Smith really wanted to come in and be, again, kind of that next guy in line at the wide receiver position for SMU, get back into an offense that, you know, helped him be productive early in his career. And you know, he, he's just excited to get that opportunity um, and, and some of the things they showed uh, on him and Romello Brinson, who had one of the highlight reel catches uh, of the presentation and, and certainly when he did it uh, that college football season. Both of those guys, you know, they feel like getting them in to this offense back under Rob Likens was really important. And those guys can then potentially flourish in this offense. Um, Rhett Lashley um, added that, that Jordan Curley um, or Rob Likens or somebody added that Jordan Curley's already gained 10 pounds in the offseason program. So that's a good sign when it comes to how they're going to, you know, lean on these guys. I mean, Jordan Curley has been banged up. Jake Bailey has been banged up. These guys need to stay healthy and to see that, to hear that little tidbit, I thought was important. Um, and no one's ever questioned Jordan Curley's work ethic. I mean, he's somebody that, you know, early on in his career, I saw working in the indoor practice facility with the lights off, just catching balls from the jugs machine and working with the quarterback. So um, that wide receiver room, I, I came away from the signing day celebrations, what they called it, feeling a lot better about this wide receiver position. You know, you, you, you have so many weapons that they now have on the roster and they're looking for somebody to have that Rasheed Rice type of season. Um, there's no doubt about that. And that's going to be hard to beat, but they do have guys that they feel like can get there in terms of speed and playmaking ability. Jordan Curley, Jake Bailey, Keyshawn Smith, um, Romello Brinson added to the fold. I just feel like coming out of that meeting with the, the staff, I think they're a little bit higher on the wide receiver room, maybe than even I am. Um, Keenan Hall spoke a good bit about the running back position with Jalen Knighton. And, and Jalen Knighton, first of all, is going to bring something that SMU hasn't really had 
in the in quite some time from the running back uh, room, which is a receiving option, one that you can really dump it off, and he's going to go pick up yards after catch. I believe both clips that Rhett Lashley showed were of Keyshawn Smith catching the football and making plays with it after the catch. Um, funny enough, I think it was a Ja'Kai Clark clip uh, that ended up being a uh, Jalen Knighton run, a big gain uh, against Florida State. So he he quipped that, you know, hey, he can run the football. He can make big plays one uh, handed the football as well. But I think Jalen Knighton's ability to catch the football is something that this offense desperately is needed. It just makes them defend a little bit more of the field and a little bit more, um, you know, different schematic uh, avenues that SMU can can get the ball in playmakers' hands. And, you know, it's like an extended screen, you know, swing pass, just dump it off to Jalen Knighton and he's going to go. Keenan Hall also mentioned LJ Johnson has really kind of surprised and he's a bigger back. Uh, he is most certainly, if you're, you know, naming, you know, Jalen Knight and Lightning, you'd go LJ Johnson Thunder. Well, uh, one thing that caught his eye, eye is the um, impressive uh, athleticism and speed that he's kind of brought in um, spring workouts so far. So I think that uh, is something that also caught my eye. Just, you know, sometimes you get guys on campus and you think they're one thing. Well, maybe he's got a little bit more speed than even SMU thought when they scouted him and, and brought him back in as a transfer edition from Texas A&M, a very highly touted and productive high school back. But that was a big piece for me. Uh, you look at the tight end room and it's kind of fairly straightforward, I think. Um, Trip Reardon is a big body who's going to develop into a blocking tight end um, with the ability to you know catch some passes. You've got Lonnie Johnson, who's a big body. Um, again, uh, somebody that's going to add some weight to be able to play along the line of scrimmage. That was something Casey Woods noted, uh, and he's here in January uh, doing that. And then uh, you'll add Adam Moore over the summer, who's got that big physical body, and, and the SMU coaching staff said that he's already bigger uh, than what R.J. Maryland was coming in as a freshman last year, so that's a good sign. Uh, Jackson Lavender is, and, and Randy Reese, those two guys are going to factor in uh, in special teams, maybe not as true freshmen. SMU does have some options there, but uh, when you look at their highlights that they dished out there, uh, both involved uh, kick returns uh, and or punt returns for touchdowns. So I think with those two guys, their ability to make plays in special teams is something that SMU you know, coveted when they recruited them. Obviously, both are a little bit more slot type players, um, so they're going to have a little bit of a not a tough time, but a a longer road, in my opinion, to getting on the field just because you have Jake Bailey, you have Roger Daniels coming back. Uh, Dylan Goffney played a little bit of slot, um, although he'll probably, he, he might be out for the spring. We'll see how his recovery is going from that foot. We'll find out on March 2nd, though, when SMU opens spring practice. Um, uh, I guess we'll find out March 4th. That's our first media availability. But uh, March 2nd is the first day of spring practice. Dylan Goffney is somebody that if he's back, um, that'll obviously help him get some extra work in. Um, but he is, um, I believe he's out of the boot. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but um, those are kind of some of the options at slot. So those two, two guys, Jackson Lavender and Randy Reese can factor in on special teams and in the return game, maybe that takes a little bit of the load off of um, a Jordan Curley or a Jake Bailey or whoever else they want to put back there um, as far as kick returners go. Um, you know, Brian Massey returned kicks, obviously, so they've got some options now. Um, we're going to table defensive line at some point because uh, on Friday, that's our next position preview. So I talked a lot about those guys. But then you get to the offensive line. 
that is a group that added seven new transfers or seven new additions. Sean Scott out of the high school ranks, Reagan Gill out of the high school ranks, Alex Woods out of the high school ranks. And then you get to uh, the transfers with Logan Parr and Ja'Kai Clark uh, from Texas and Miami, respectively, who will be here this summer. Both provide position versatility. That was the big thing the SMU staff hammered home. Uh, a quick note on Ja'Kai Clark. Darren Justice said that when they got there, because Ja'Kai Clark was already there, uh, he was going to be somebody that they told they were going to redshirt. He played right away as a true freshman. They wanted him develop, uh, to develop more uh, and felt like he needed a redshirt year. Well, injuries happened, and there was Ja'Kai Clark uh, once again starting for the Miami Hurricanes. So uh, that's a position group that SMU felt like when injuries can kind of stack up, uh, they need as much depth as they could possibly put together, and they feel like they did that in a big way. I can tell you, Hyron White, um, his size, uh, Scott Natty, uh, uh, the director of um, recruiting for SMU um, or on, on campus recruiting, I forget his title exactly, but uh, he quipped that uh, if, if everybody, uh, if there's a storm warning or, or a severe thunderstorm, everybody's going to huddle under him. Um, that's how big of a guy he is. Uh, and he's played a lot of uh, football at Missouri, uh, came back um, you know, to the Dallas area to play nearby DeSoto, where he's from. And he's healthy now. He's expected to factor in right away at right tackle. And then they turn on the clips of P.J. Williams, uh, the former top 100 prospect who went to Texas A&M. Obviously, SMU gets him out of the transfer portal. And uh, his highlight tapes, I forgot how good he was uh, coming out of Dickinson High School. Somebody that really, really impressed a lot of people with his physicality. Uh, one thing that uh, I think Rhett Lashley said, he said, we're going to apologize in advance. He'll probably get us one 15-yarder after the whistle. Uh, at least potentially next season if he is in the starting lineup or playing a lot because uh, he likes to finish his blocks. So um, you you flip over to the defensive side of the ball and, you know, Ahmad Walker and Scott Simons really raved about him. And and honestly, when he spoke with us, I asked, you know, how's Alex Kilgore and how's Ahmad, you know, adjusting? He's quite frankly kind of said, you know, I'm not too worried about Ahmad Walker. Uh, I know what he's going to bring to the table. I know the type of guy he is. And on Alex Kilgore's side of things, his competitiveness has really stuck out to the SMU staff. Um, he was going against an older player in a, uh, I guess, some some sort of drill um, and and won that rep. He's somebody that has some size, some athleticism. Rhett Lashley showed a uh, play where he took the ball as a running back and scored a touchdown. They're really high on him, and he is not far off from being in that too deep when it's all said and done, uh, going into fall camp and I would say leaving spring ball, quite frankly, um, with just how that group is positionally with the depth. Um, Brandon Miazano, they highlighted what we know. He's played quarterback. He's played a little bit of tight end. He's played linebacker. Um, he's a really physical football player. He had one of the big hits of the highlight reel session that Rhett Lashley did. And then you get into this defensive back room, uh, which is just uh, pretty wild, Um you know, what they brought in. Obviously, there was a lot of people raving about Jalen Davis Robinson, uh, smoke as they call him, uh, with his speed and what he's going to bring bring to the table. He's got a physicality that they showed on tape as well uh, that they're really hoping to harness and, and get out there. But don't sleep on A.J. Davis. And I say that because Rhett Lashley said it, um, Scott Simon said it, uh, Ricky Hunley said it. Uh, there, there were a few guys that, as they were kind of breaking down some of these new additions, they highlighted, uh, you know, guys here and there that are coming back and are, are looking like 
they're going to have a chance to, uh, you know, have something to say about these uh, position battles that when you bring in this many transfers, you kind of think, oh, maybe it's just going to go to that guy. Well, uh, that's not necessarily how it's trending right now. Um, Chris Meganson is another guy that uh, SMU is very high on. He's got familiarity with the uh, scheme that Scott Simons is going to run. Uh, so that was a big pickup. Jonathan McGill was somebody that uh, Rhett Lashley said, you know, we played him at slot receiver. He'd probably be able to be productive. He's just a flat out football player. He apologized for being a little corny with it, but uh, it's true. And that dates back to high school with Jonathan McGill and uh, a guy that SMU had a commitment from. He ends up going to Stanford, goes on to be a captain um, and can play all three safety positions is what Rhett Lashley highlighted. Um, so Jonathan McGill is another one that stood out. Um, with what he's going to bring to the table um, that you get into Charles Woods with his talent. Um, and if any of you guys follow Joe Hoyt on Twitter, uh, when Joe tweeted uh, that Max Duggan interception that was picked off by Charles Woods back in 2021 before the coaching staff got there, um, that was, once again, the uh, clip that Rhett Lashley showed of Charles Woods. So, uh, you know, he does have that ability to be a really high level lockdown corner, which SMU so desperately needs. Um, but I thought it was funny that, um, you know, that was the clip that they uh, ended up using. Uh, Charles Woods got tackled, I think at like the 20 or something. And Rhett Lashley said, we're going to need him to score that uh, next year uh, in that matchup against TCU um, when they go over to Fort Worth. But Charles Woods was a big, big kick uh, pickup. Um, and, you know, they highlighted that uh, in the best way that got the room uh, going a little bit on that front. Um, they weren't able to talk about Lamadric Spencer. Obviously he hasn't signed, signed officially yet. He signed paperwork that kind of locks him in. Um, uh, but he's got to, you know, he's continuing down the path of getting his academics ready to go. Um, but then, uh, you get into CJ Sanders, another guy that Rhett Lashley, you know, touted as somebody who can just come in and play multiple positions, play wherever they want him to, uh, and wherever he feels like he can make an impact. And, uh, what they saw from him at Fresno State uh, was somebody that can do just that, playing nickel, playing corner. Um, they like his size and length a little bit more even than he's listed. He's listed about 5'10", 5'11", I believe, on the Fresno State roster. So um, he's another versatile piece. I think the big thing, and you look at the offensive line, you look at some of the skill guys on both sides of the ball, they added a lot of versatility. Um, when things go wrong and, and you maybe pick up an injury here or there, they'll have some guys that waiting in the wings that can step in right away. They showcase that with Logan Parr, played center, he played guard, Kai Clark, same story. Um, you know, you know, quick note on the defensive line, they highlighted that with Elijah Roberts, somebody that could end up sliding inside a little bit more. Um, and the same goes for the high school signees, Day-Day Wimberly and Braden Flowers. Um, both who had uh, some really nice highlights out there. Uh, Braden Flowers, primarily on the offensive side of the ball, as he was a real versatile piece for San Antonio Central Catholic. And then they signed Kevin Allen, uh, who's obviously coming off a monster senior season. So, you know, I, I, I feel like when you look at um, this this group and what they put together, uh, I, I feel like they really were energized about it. You know, the coaching staff did a roundtable and – if you didn't get a chance to watch it, go to our YouTube channel. We recorded it all. It's under the live tab. Please hit us with a subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're over 600 subscribers now. Let's keep it rolling towards 1,000. But you can hear um, just how energized this coaching staff is uh, in terms of the guys they brought in, which I think is always fun. And 
even you you look at Maurice Crum, who we got to get to know for the first time during all of this since he had been hired. Um, he's very high on Alex Kilgore. He's very high on Ahmad Walker and Brandon Miazono and has gotten to know those guys as far as what they're going to bring to the table as prospects. But obviously he's having to learn them a little bit um, as far as him coming in as their new position coach with Scott Simons moving back to safety. Uh, but really well-spoken guy, Maurice Crum, uh, Rhett, call, Rhett Lashley called him low-key, um, very confident. Uh, that really stuck out to me, very smooth um, up there with the microphone in his hand uh, and, and seemed to mesh really well with, with some of the coaches up there as well uh, now that he's in uh, SMU gear. So um, Kyle Cooper is moving back to coach a little bit of safeties with Scott Simons after spending last year with the outside linebackers. He'll kind of coach some of the nickel spot. Um, along with Scott Simons, but his main title he now holds is special teams coordinator, um, a big move as Craig Niver moved on to be the defensive coordinator at Coastal Carolina after he handled the safeties and special teams last year. So Rhett Lashley is going to come out with a couple more tweaks to the staff, but he said the staff's back, the staff's in place, um, and some titles will tweak. That's really all uh, leaving the structure the same. So wanted to pass along some of the takeaways from that recruiting luncheon. Uh, I did get to talk to Rhett Lashley after, along with the rest of the media. And I asked him a lot about the momentum, because they weren't talking about the Pac-12, uh, around the program. And he just said, look, this alignment between the football program and the university just keeps getting better and better. And he said, it's the best it's been. And he hopes and thinks it will keep getting better. You know, President Turner, Rick Hart, uh, the donors that are behind the program building the hundred plus million dollar end zone facility that continues to uh, be worked on in that South end zone is a prime example of that. You know, uh, he highlighted, and I thought this was, you know, without saying it, this was about as best as he could say it, how the administration has worked so hard behind the scenes to make sure SMU football has the most resources, be in the best position it can to compete at the highest level. So Without saying it, that was the best way he could um, talk about the buzz around SMU football um, without it directly pertaining to uh, the Pac-12. So, um, you know, I think the biggest thing looking forward for Rhett Lashley and this staff that they kind of touched on is good players want to play with good players. So as they assemble this roster, uh, you look at the 2024 class they've got um, with their two commitments with Tyler Aronson and uh, Wildman Collie. This is a group that can be, you know, that cornerstone to a, another strong recruiting class. Um, and Rhett Lashley said, look, the expectations are raised. We brought in a bunch of really good players on paper and what we think are really good players, which is what matters in their evaluations. And he said, now we got to go out and do it. You know, that's what people expect. When you bring in a class that is as highly touted as this, you've got to go out and produce. And that was his main point when it comes to uh, the expectations around uh, the program, now that this recruiting class is uh, put together, uh, they're going to still be active and look for um, some guys late. Uh, we saw an offer go out at linebacker to uh, Darren Allman uh, from Angelo State, a linebacker that was really productive the last two years um, and, and is entering his final year of college eligibility. He's in the transfer portal. He's going to take a visit, he told me, in March. So keep on the lookout for that. But linebacker was a piece that they really wanted to address, and they will see what else pops up into the portal, maybe a tight end, maybe a safety. We'll kind of keep an eye out for all of that. So 
With that, guys, there are full interviews with Rhett Lashley, Casey Woods, Scott Simons, as well as the full presentation from the coaching staff all on the On the Pony Express YouTube channel. Please spread the word about the channel. Share the link with your friends. You just need them to subscribe. It takes two seconds. So appreciate all you guys who have done that. Also, a couple weeks away from spring football, subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com. $10 a month gets you all the inside you need uh, into spring ball. It is fairly closed, I'll add, so you might want to do that. You never know what nuggets will drop on the site. So appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the podcast. I'm off to go catch SMU and Houston play basketball. We will catch you guys next week um, after our Friday spring position preview, of course, with the defensive line. We'll catch you next week with another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a good weekend, everyone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.